0: Music Respawn. I'm Kate Remington with composer Tim Wynn, and his credits include soundtracks for Freaks, Supernatural, Darkness 2, and most recently Marvel's Midnight Suns, and it's great to have a chance to talk to you.
1: Thanks, Kate. I appreciate you having me.
0: Well, Midnight Suns is such a fun game. It's like a it's like being in a comic book. It must have been so much fun to write the soundtrack.
1: Uh yeah, it definitely was. Um, you know, I, I had done a lot of games that had come from derived from comic books. My first uh, game was called The Punisher and it was coming from a comic book so it, it felt uh, you know kind of like going back to home sort of that for, for doing uh, Midnight Suns.
0: Yeah I'll bet well I read I think that you're a, a Captain America fan is that right?
1: Yeah I mean I I had to pick I mean I, I kind of like them all but uh, some, someone mentioned they asked me and kind of put me in a corner of like, <laughs> who's your, your favorite superhero and I, I said Captain America but I mean that's kind of I I like the team aspect of it I like I kind of like them all so I'm not I'm not like uh, if you go into my uh, you know my dresser you're not going to see Captain America like uh, you know Long John's or anything like that so but uh, yeah I I, I like his story uh, but I, I pretty much identify with all of them in different ways. Yeah.
0: Well, that's neat because it seems like they're all in the game, which is really fantastic. Um, How did the folks at Firaxis reel you in, or did they even have to as soon as they mentioned uh, (laughs) Midnight Suns? They asked nicely.
1: Uh, (laughs) um, It's gone back a few years where I have a long history with uh, Firaxis. Starting in 2013, uh, they asked me to work on the XCOM franchise. Uh, So I started with them. Uh, on XCOM, XCOM 2, uh, XCOM War of the Chosen. So there was kind of a, a long history with them. Um, I heard smatterings and whispers that they were working on a big project and just, just be ready for, for a phone call. Uh, Christy Ambrosio, the audio director at the time, uh, reached out and you know said, hey, uh, are you interested in scoring uh, Midnight Suns? I said, Absolutely. And he said, and just so you know, uh, this is a huge game and there's going to be a, you know, a, pretty much a million minutes, it, seem, it seems like. Uh, so we also, there's another composer on there, Phil Boucher. So when when you play uh, Midnight Suns, you're hearing my music and Phil Boucher's music. So uh, in it, it, almost every single game that I, I work on now is usually a team um of composers so it was it was me and Phil.
0: Well, it's great that you had some help because there's a I lot. Needed it. I'm, yeah, I, I mean it was a,
1: yeah, it was the smartest thing that they did was identifying from the very early on that uh, we, ne- we needed two composers and we started early in the process and still it seemed like we there never was enough time you know to put in all the music because we just kept on adding to the game and and um, everyone at Firaxis were always, uh, well, not we because I'm not, I'm not uh, in Firaxis, but uh, they're always looking for ways to like make the game better and expand it and and continually add to it. So it just was this never ending, you know, adding on minutes and adding on minutes and adding on minutes. And I'm and I'm really happy how it turned out. So the story story turned out great, the the game turned out great. So you know whatever they're doing, they always they always come up with the magic.
0: Well, I really love how. They're not really exactly irreverent with the characters, but the characters all seem really three-dimensional. And they're people you just want to hang out with anyway, for the yeah. most part. I mean, Blade is kind of a lot, but, <laughs> but apart
1: from that. <laughs> well, if you kind of like, like those types, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and the story is great. Uh, Dr. Faustus uses some dark magic yeah. to resurrect Lilith in hopes of using her to conquer the world. And it's up to this team, this amazing team with Iron Man and Doctor Strange and Wolverine and Spider-Man and Bruce Banner, and they try to prevent that from happening. And so, you know, obviously every every score you write for a superhero game is different. But I'm wondering if there are some things, some qualities that a soundtrack for a superhero project kind of has to have.
1: Well, I, I feel like the biggest thing, and it, and it came early on in the project, was having a, a main theme that really could you know, help tell the story the whole way and really be powerful and epic and memorable. So I, I, I would say that the, the, the melody for the main theme was probably the most important uh, aspect to get right uh, for Midnight Suns.
0: Well, it's a great theme. I mean, I'm hearing it in my head now. In fact, I've been hearing it <laughs> since I've been playing the game. And I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, a, it's, it's, a,
1: it's 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 a sign of a good melody that 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 you remember it. So so thank you for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, for you, what makes a good melody?
1: Ah, uh, well, so many so many things that you're always you know you can really boil it down to you know it's it's key components. But I I like sometimes um, you know unique. Uh, rises and falls and different, different combinations of of the melodies of, and something that, you know, a hook, something that can really, uh, that you can really hum, you know, so it's not going to always just be in, in the key signature. Maybe you can throw some notes in there to give it a little color. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I think in, in the end you want to be able to, to hum it. You want to be able to, uh, you know, just remember it because when, when I was writing the theme for Midnight Suns, I originally was going to say, well, let me give them three options. Let me write the theme, or write a, a few different themes. Let's see, let's see what they want. You know, because uh, for me, it's a Marvel game. It was really big. This game was going to be, you know, a really uh, an important project to everybody. So I really was trying to figure out how how I can do it. So I started writing multiple themes, but there was one theme that <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't give up on, and uh, I ended up not showing them any of the other ideas because I felt like the theme that ended up you ended up hearing in the game was was just the right way to right approach and so I didn't bother them with the other theme so uh, it, it, it you know you could tell as a composer when you um, walk away from the keyboard and you're you're at you know at dinner if you're at walking the dogs if you're doing anything like that and you just keep on remembering that theme over and over and over again you're like yeah I think I think I'm onto to something so that's kind of how it worked for Midnight Suns as well.
0: It's a great theme and you've used it in so many like really wonderfully creative ways in the cutscenes you'll get just like a little flicker of it from time to time or you know the full on thing and so it's great that she used an orchestra and it sounds like a pretty large chorus too and so as you were thinking about you know what elements uh, instrument wise the soundtrack had to have um, was that kind of like your first choice?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, I guess it's a it's a little bit of a trope to have a huge orchestra and a huge choir and and sort of the instruments that I had, but but it really it it, when we were going about figuring out the sounds for Midnight Suns, it 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 was pretty clear from the beginning that we weren't going to start from scratch. Where let's just rewrite um, all all of the superhero music there ever was. So we did want it to be. We wanted the music to come from the Marvel universe. But we tried to create its own sort of like solar system, I guess, is a way of describing it. And so we, you know, we added in a little bit of guitar, a little bit of metal, a little bit of different things. But um, for the story, which was, you know, I was basically writing three movies inside the whole game, um, three full length movies and ended up being about three hours. Um, So it was it it was mostly, you know, choir, choir orchestra were their main uh, driving elements.
0: Well, were you able to use a live orchestra and live musicians? Because I know COVID threw a lot of curveballs at people.
1: Yeah, it definitely um, it definitely threw a curveball for us, for sure. Although I'm grateful to be able to work through that, this uh, work on this project through COVID, It kind of uh, gave me something to, you know, focus on, you know, we had to change the way we were working and, and it, 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 you know, a lot of different things. And with the live orchestra, that was one of the things that, you know, was a casualty. Uh, We weren't able to, we use some uh, solo players and things like that, but, but we weren't able to get a choir and an orchestra at that time. And with, there was just so much music to record and then with COVID and the schedules and everything that, that ended up. So it, 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 unfortunately, answer long story long way of saying no
0: (laughs) well i mean it's a great example of how fabulous samples are these days because it's really it's hard to tell which is one of the reasons why i asked because the sample libraries that you used are just phenomenal so um, yeah no i mean it,
1: it, it is a blessing and a curse uh in some ways because there's nothing like working with a live orchestra Um, You just if you've ever uh, I mean, when you go to a concert and you hear live musicians playing the music, it's there's something that living and breathing that it gives to the music that you just can't get uh, with samples, although the samples are amazing and they sound great and we're all um, getting more and more used to that being you know part of it most it used to be where all the tv shows would have the, you know these tv orchestras and and smaller type things and and you know a, a lot of that has gone away now uh and it's now on 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 huge features um uh the one thing i think about is uh when batman begins when hans zimmer you know, wrote it. And, you know, for the main theme, yes, he uses a live orchestra, but when I'm listening to it very carefully, I'm like, Oh, that's, those are samples as well that are, that are layered in there. So it's kind of becoming the way, the way of the world, it's kind of the future of what's, what's happening. So
0: sure. Um, I remember talking with Nathan McCree who wrote the music for the original Tomb Raider games and he had to use samples too. And he wasn't hearing like the chorus didn't sound real. And so he figured out he had to pause and put breaths in to make them sound like real people singing. And so I'm wondering yeah. if there are some techniques that you use with your samples to kind of liven them up a little bit.
1: Well, that would be uh, his idea is fantastic, by the way, and I, <laughs> and I think it's good. Um, I I was pretty happy with the way it sounded, so I didn't add any tricks. But in, in the old days, uh, one of the things that I heard people doing, and I did it a few times myself, is you, you would record... Uh, or you would have a recording of uh, a room with with just players in there by themselves, and that noise floor uh, without them playing anything, and then the samples, whatever. So you would just hear sort of like rumble or hiss, or just kind of the uh, the
0: like the room noise strangeness.
1: That, yeah, the noise. I mean, yeah. really, uh, that 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 go on right there, and it, it really adds to the character of the samples. That it makes it sound like a live thing, rather than just always. Perfection, 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 you kind of hear some things that are, aren't uh, perfect. And, and and some of the samples that I chose do have that quality to it. So I didn't really need to add this sort of noise floor, but that has been employed in the past for sure.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I, I'm curious about how you get started with a project like this. I mean, you've got a blank screen or <laughs> blank piece of manuscript paper. I mean, how how do you kind of get past that initial, you know, staring at a blank page?
1: Yeah, that, that is pretty hard. Um, thankfully, uh, and I've had, uh, you know, sort of that blank page moments, the writer's block um, many times in my career, but um, I, I have worked on a lot of TV shows for the last uh, 15 uh, or so years. And so the one thing I learned that it, it's easier to, uh, you know, fix a bad piece of music than it is to, you know, start, just stare at a a blank screen and just go, Oh gosh, I hope, you know, inspiration comes at me. You you really just have to, you know, push through anytime you have writer's block, you just got to push right through it and, and revise it. You can change it. You're the composer. You, you can, there's 12 notes. You can just, (laughs) you, you can pick them. Just don't go, get overwhelmed by like, you know, I'm just not feeling it today. Well, when you're writing for tv you don't you, you you can't you you just you have to write a lot of minutes of music and you got to get through it so i've kind of like i don't want to say i've grown past writer's block because that's as soon as I say it, I'm going to never write a good note of music the rest of my life. Um, but uh, but I've definitely learned how to cope with it a little bit better uh, throughout the years.
0: So do you sit at a keyboard and kind of noodle around? Or, yeah, that's that's. Really yeah, good. I,
1: I, I think so. I think the keyboard. But um, when I'm really uh, what I like to do is maybe n- noodle around on the keyboard a little bit. But then I like to get away from the keyboard and just try to let my brain, you know, subconsciously work on it, you know, because it does when you're a composer, you're just always working all the time. I mean, really, it's it's it's, you know, sort of a curse in some ways. I mean, a blessing and a curse, you know, sort of sort of. But um, but then what I like to do is, you know, while I'm driving into the office, then the melody or the problem or, or the scene or anything that I'm working on at the time I'm coming up with the alternate solutions and, and oftentimes when I get into the office to sit in front of the keyboard again. It's just coming right through the fingers, you know, I've already written the music and now I just need to express it so that that's how you know when it when I'm working at my peak composer level that that's really how it works.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That sounds like how Salieri described how Mozart wrote. It was just all in his head. <laughs> and all he had to do was yeah. get it down on paper. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I'm not quite, I'm not quite like that. I would, I would say, I, I, I would hate to say, Hey, I'm, I'm like Mozart for, uh, for that, but, but I think he does have it right. You know, it's, it's really writing in your head first. Um, and then in now that we all have phones, you know, back when I first started, uh, you know, doing this in, in college, I would carry around a tape recorder and and you know hum the ideas and things like that. So it's the same idea. I'll I'll be on a walk with my dog or or anything, and I'll go, oh, you know what? I should really do something. And and then when I get back to the key in front of the keyboard, I'm able to just you know let it loose.
0: You know, I'm curious about how you kind of broke up the work. I mean, did you come up with different themes, or give each each of the characters or the important characters a kind of musical identity to kind of move things along?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was we weren't quite sure at the very beginning of if we were going to give just uh, we knew there was going to be a Midnight Sun's theme, and we knew that Lilith, the you know antagonist, was going to get uh, the uh, theme as well. So. That was we knew that those two themes were for sure, and then uh, a little on, uh, probably about the third or fourth uh, cutscene that I was working on. Chris Staller and Chad Rocco, the executive producers that were um, working on the cutscenes with me, they said, you know what? I think Bruce Banner needs a little theme here, and. He really wasn't doing much and so he was just kind of like doing kind of sciencey Bruce Banner things and I'm like well what's the motivation where's the, the this and that and and I you know I didn't really protest for too long and I wrote a little theme and from that point on I kind of knew that the rest of the game we were going to write you know main themes for or not main themes but themes for most of the characters and the villains and that sort of stuff like that so that's that's pretty much how it had it all started that way
0: were there any that you especially like identified with i mean i i got a sense that bruce banner is a little bit frustrated because he can't change into the hulk because of the the magic and i'm wondering if he's a character that you identified with or if there were others that you found their their themes really fun to write
1: well, I I bet you my kids probably identify me with the Bruce Banner theme, uh, considering <laughs> that you know you can lose your temper sometimes when the kids are being bad. But uh, so yeah, I mean I, I definitely identify with his his theme. But one of the, the 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 Midnight Suns theme, I thought I really identified with because the Midnight Suns are you know you mentioned some of the the bigger characters in the Marvel universe, but here are sort of the lesser used. Um, you know uh, superheroes, uh, magic, Nico uh, Blade. You 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 mentioned as well, uh, Johnny Blaze. So um, I kind of identified with with that 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 was like a new story to tell, and and so that's one of the things that really kind of drew me to it. That we weren't just doing a Spider Man movie, although those are great or, or or whatever. That there was like a new sort of angle that we were telling this the story of Midnight Sun. So that's really that kind of got got me interested in this project to begin with
0: going through the story because there's this sort of shifting between darkness and light. You know, there's the yeah. the the lightness of of the Marvel superheroes, and then there's the darkness of Lilith and kathan that you know is coming at some point. And so it's yeah. really interesting <laughs> how you balance those. And I I love th- there's a track in the soundtrack called Darkness and Light. And maybe you could talk a little bit about how that track kind of came together.
1: Yeah, um, well, I, I agree with you. I like I like how the interplay between uh, superheroes and villain, and and I like to express that in music. So I like to try to combine them as, you know, as they struggle, you know, in the game, I felt like you could uh, show show that and represent that in the music. So it, it, kind of the yin and the yang. And so that track has, you know, elements of each of the bad guys' themes and the good guys' themes and, and how they kind of, you know, sort of fight against each other. So that that's kind of, my, that was my concept for that piece of music.
0: Yeah, it's a really great track. The way it kind of shifts back and forth, and you just don't and, know how it's going to end up. Is it going to be hopeful, <laughs> or is it going to be sort of really dark? Uh, I mean, yes. kind of like the game as, as you're playing through it. And
1: so. Yeah, and, and and characters they have like different ways of of changing uh, uh, allegiances and alliances and, and things like that. And, and, I, and I think the journey of the story of the Midnight Suns, and I won't get into spoilers of how things uh, end up uh, in case people are going to play it, but um you know there's just a lot of twists and turns that happen for it so so when you you have these melodies you add one little thing and they can be like oh now they're on the good guys team or oh now they're on the bad guys team so they have the melodies have to be bendable a little bit and they have to (laughs) have to be able to be used in many different ways so that that was the whole darkness and light you know because i think i think each of us and the characters uh show this as well i mean we all have things that we are super proud of ourselves and and, you know, donate and do charity things. And then we have things that are not so proud of us. And and, and so I, I feel like that is the natural way of things that there's always, you know, good and bad and, and everybody and and, and who's going to win that day is, is what I try to represent in the music.
0: Yeah, well, it makes it gives them the sort of extra dimension of being like really fleshed out. And so yeah. it's yeah, it's been really interesting over the years talking to various composers because. Some of them really love writing music for exploration or comet music or or cutscenes, and you wrote the music for the cutscenes in this and right. So I'm wondering what what it is about writing music for cutscenes that you really enjoy.
1: Well, it was one of the first areas that I got into film scoring, or how I got into film scoring was writing for film and TV, and and video games came later. So it it feels very natural, I guess, to me to write the picture. And one of my favorite things to do in a game is help tell the story, and so I kind of see myself a little bit as a storyteller, or at least help to be a storyteller. Uh, so that's that really excites me, and and I I like writing battles and and all the interactive stuff as well. I just didn't get a chance to on this. It just felt like a natural a natural way to have uh, Phil work on one side and me work on the other.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, are there any cutscenes? that really kind of stand out in this game that you could talk about where the, you really felt like the music supported the action, uh, without any spoilers. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, all of them, I mean, I guess, you know, you could, I mean, it's kind of like picking your favorite children, uh, a little bit, but, um, I mean, I guess I liked, and without naming any specific cutscenes, I guess I liked, uh, the Bruce Banner, uh, story and how, uh, you know, he had a pretty integral role and, and it, and it just, you know, it really just theme and variations and the, 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 the melody just keeps on getting warped and changed and, and, and this and that. So I, I really liked how the cutscenes evolved around Bruce Banner Hulk. I, I thought that was something that uh, I hope that when people play the game, they they enjoy as well.
0: I really love the emotion that you brought to the cutscenes, scenes and uh, it's, it's, it makes it really satisfying. And so it just really adds a lot.
1: Yeah, no, thank, thank you. I, I think uh, um, from my point of view, that's my favorite thing to do is add the emotion because uh, so often in games that you have, you know, really just bombastic music all the time and the most satisfying part of the game for me is, is the emotional uh, content of it. I, I love how you're on a, a long journey and this game you know, I think it, it takes at least 80 hours or, or, or more. So you're, it's a long time that you're with the character. Uh, so I really want the emotional journey to be a, a part of it. And yes, you're going to have combat. Yes, you're going to have all these other things. But I really, I think it's satisfying to the player that when they have that emotional content, that they they kind of get inside of the head of the people that they're playing or playing against.
0: Yeah, it, it just, it, it makes it a lot more meaningful. And especially there's this, Quality to superheroes, you you think you know them, but then you know you get like behind them. It's it's really neat to see them all hanging out without their supersuits, in <laughs> in the Abbey when they're waiting for you know the next thing to happen, and so they, it makes them feel way more just like real people almost.
1: Yeah, no, I, I and that's exactly what we were trying to do, you know, through the score was just help tell the story, help give, you know, you've mentioned an extra dimension dimension to him. And, and I, I would uh, agree 100 percent is just really, you know, give him a heart, give him uh, part of the story. I mean, we've we've seen so much in the Marvel Universe already, uh, these huge movies, and sometimes you don't have the time to. Uh, you know, explore the other ways. So in a game, we, it's almost like a longer form movie that we ended up telling. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that it worked for you as well.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, you yeah. you've had a chance to work with some of the most famous film composers of all time, Elmer Bernstein and Jerry Goldsmith, just to, you know, name drop a couple of them. <laughs> but I'm wondering, you know, what did you learn from them that you're still using now?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't work with them. They were my instructors at, at USC. So uh, it was amazing to, to go to school and learn from these guys. They really, the funny thing, we didn't talk a lot of nuts and bolts about like how to write music or whatever. At, at that point, they assumed that you were uh, as competent as them. And they even said that as much. They even said, look, you're uh, as good as writers or, as we are. Uh, just that we've been doing it longer, and so they really made you feel comfortable and at ease, you know, expressing your, uh, you know, musical styles and things like that. Um, but one of the things that uh, I took away from it was the spotting of music, you know, for films. I mean, you do it in video games as well, but it was like where to put music, where not to put music, um, those sort of elements. And you know, I, I remember Jerry was talking about how silence is its own type of music. You know, so um, it was I kind of took that forward that like we d- you don't need to score every everything, you know, really what w- how can you help tell the story? So I think for what both Elmer and Jerry really stressed was just the storytelling aspect of you know, of what we do.
0: So how does that work with the audio director then with the studio? I mean, if you have a really strong idea of where there shouldn't be music for a cinematic, um, how do you how do you guys work that out?
1: Well, I mean, you, you try to show them you know, what your idea is, and and usually the good ones, they're always open for, um, you know, uh, different uh, viewpoints and things like that. So I, I've done it many times where I'm like, look, just trust me on this. Let's see it. We can always put music in there later if if you, you want it. But let's let's try to let this breathe a little bit. And, you know a lot of times I've been successful at changing their mind, but yeah, there's times that I get overruled and and that's fine as well. Um, I've had it many times as a, as a young strapping composer, you start off with like uh, every single 12 notes that I write is perfect. You know, how can you, how dare you, uh, you know, uh, criticize my work, but I, I've learned throughout the, the years that, you know, sometimes they're right. Sometimes y- your melody that you wrote is is not great and you need to revise it. So, I've learned to try to be a little bit more patient and a little bit more open with criticism and, and realizing, you know what, it's, it's okay. It's not, it's not the end of the world. You know, I'm, I'm writing, you know, you, you feel strongly about your position, but then, um, you're, you're going to have to, you know, work with, you know, you're a team and, and much like with Midnight Suns, I mean, here we are just talking about my aspect of the music, but there's so many people that worked on this game and, we're all part of it. We're all, and, and no one's more, you know, uh, uh, important than the other really, um, you know, from the writers to the artists to a- everybody about it at, uh, for access and 2k, um, you know, it, it's all a team effort. And then, you know, I'm just lucky to add my music to it.
0: Well, that's such a great attitude to have. And I, obviously you've learned it over time, but uh, it did, didn't, I didn't come actually <laughs> at the very, very very beginning, perhaps,
1: you know, I don't want to take credit for it at the very beginning, but I've, I've, I've come, I've come around
0: a little bit for sure. Yeah. Cause I think input from other people, even if they're not musicians, maybe sometimes would help you rethink where a theme should go or where a theme should be or where the music should be and that kind of thing.
1: No, you're hundred percent right. And I think sometimes input from non-musicians is, is the most important because the audience that we're talking to for the most part they they don't know a lot about music necessarily uh or at least the vast majority don't and so getting their perspective of how the music is working or not working is is valuable and sometimes it, when we're talking about music with other musicians we're too focused on the nuts and the bolts without seeing you know the the sort of wider perspective of how it can work so i really like when i work with directors on films i love hearing you know they always say oh i'm so sorry i don't really know how to explain myself for uh you know for the theme or this or that and i'm like look this is fine this is what one of my most important jobs is translating from a non-music person into music that's really you know, what, what I do, uh, you know, the best. And so I, I love getting their input now, even if it's, you know, very vague or whatever, but I've learned throughout the years, what, you know, their dialect is and, and their vagueness and, you know, kind of like, well, that means an A flat here. That means this, that, or, or whatever. So, and, and sometimes I, you know, I, I don't always uh, get it right, but I, it's easy to revise things. There's no problem. You know, Uh, know, let's just get it right. I want to, I want it, to be, I want people to walk away from uh, scoring with me to be like really satisfied. Like he really understood and he was open to my ideas and, you know, and we created this amazing project together.
0: Yeah. There was a great session at GDC a few years ago about the kind of the disconnect sometimes between the team at the developer and then the composer, and finding that that sweet spot where you understand what they're talking about and they understand where you're coming from. Um, it's not as easy as it sounds sometimes.
1: No, no, it, it does take a little bit of trial and error for sure to do it. And and some people, uh, and I think that's really what um, why I was brought on for Midnight Suns was I've had this long you know, sort of history with Firaxis, and they're very comfortable with how we interacted. They, you know, I understood when they said, oh, it needs to be more this or that. um, I I would get it pretty, pretty quickly. So I I think having that, like, you know, comfort level is is important.
0: Sure. Well, I'm wondering if there were things uh, that you did on this soundtrack that you hadn't had a chance to try before.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think so. I think because there was so much music, and a lot of ways. Now looking back on it, although I am still finalizing the little bit of the DLC that that will be coming out uh, uh, throughout the rest of this year, so I'm still in it, I guess, a, a little bit. But when I've had to reflect on the main game score, where it, it felt like I was like Howard Shore writing the Lord of the Rings trilogy, but all three movies at the at the same time, there was that much uh, music. So why that sort of relates to the Midnight Suns is is I had to write so many themes for the different characters and the villains. And, and, and um, you know, you mentioned uh, earlier, Dr. Faustus, well, he was one of the early themes that I got to write. And I didn't, at the time I didn't know the whole story. They, they, it was still evolving. And I, I kept on asking for like, give me the Bible of, of what it is so I can read the whole story. And, and it was like, Oh yeah, we'll get it to you. We'll get it to you. And then, but in the meantime, let's do this. So I wrote this really cool theme for Dr. Faustus thinking that, um he was going to be a character that we would see throughout the whole rest of the game but he he ends up getting killed like two scenes later so uh so you know that so writing i I guess for me the thing that was so uh was so interesting um and kind of new to me was just the interplay between all the themes and how they would uh play together and interact and change and evolve and all that sort of stuff like that it was the most amount i think i probably wrote about 25 themes throughout all of it. And, and I, I just thought it was really fun. You know, like when I watch, the first thing that, that you, you get to do is when the game comes out, somebody, I don't know how they do it, but they take technology, they take the game, they rip it all apart. They put all the movies together and there is the full, you know, your full three hours of, of music all, you know, lined up uh, back to back to back. And I, I never see it that way. <laughs> yeah. I never see it that way. So, so I get to get to watch it that way. And I'm really proud how it all, you know, plays you know really well together and and a lot of comments were like gosh this should just be its own movie and you know I don't know maybe maybe somewhere down the road maybe Marvel's listening I don't I don't know
0: Oh yeah, that would be really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I,
1: I mean, I, again, I I like how the there are the main characters in this game, but I like how the minor characters are hate minor characters. It doesn't sound right, but um, the the less used characters, shall we say, Marvel Universe, are out there, and and it's it's kind of it's refreshing, and it's just fun to like have them be a part of it, and and see how they handle the whole you know heroic universe. You know, a little bit differently than, say, Spider-Man or Wolverine or any of the other uh, characters give.
0: Thing that always intrigues me about the quality of a superhero is they they are kind of invincible most yeah. of the time, and so but and it seems like the themes that you've written for them kind of play on that too. It's like there's this confidence that nothing's going to take them down, and right. <laughs> so that's that's a well, cool I didn't want to give it, it away,
1: but yeah, they're not all going to die in this in Midnight <laughs> Sun, so it's uh, yeah, it, that's that's one of the things that they were talking about as well is that you can't, um, as as this game follows some of the same uh mechanics as Xcom but in Xcom if you've ever played it there's a lot of times where you're setting up a shot and it's it's kind of like digital chess and you you're gonna take your shot and you, you know you have a 90 percent chance of hitting somebody and then you miss it and you're like ah well superheroes don't do that so so you, you kind of have that uh confidence that you know there's going to be bad things that happen to these uh superheroes and players and and what have you but you know, you know in the end they're gonna figure out a way to save the world again. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean otherwise well, you know, otherwise well, what's the point, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, besides the things we've talked about, are are there other things that made this an especially fun project or an artistically satisfying project to work on? Yeah, I mean, I, I think
1: for me, it's always being part of the team is 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 a big element of why I love working on games and, and working with the the great people at Firaxis and and 2K, as I mentioned earlier, and um, and I think us going through something like a pandemic together, it kind of brought us all together and we all had to, you know, we almost had to talk about it for for our our Zoom calls that we would check in every week. Sometimes we had to talk for 10 or 15 minutes and kind of like get our brains together. How's it going, you know, and, and kind of support each other. So I thought that was sort of a unique and very satisfying uh, part of the game was just was just helping each other um, make make through something that was, you know, in our time, unprecedented and, uh, you know, figuring out how we can make the best possible uh, game that we can during during this time. And uh, and now that's all. You know, said and done, for the most part, I'm really proud of how it all turned out. And you know, if, if the people at Foraxis are listening, you know, I mean, thank you. I mean, it was it was an amazing, amazing thing to work on.
0: But it's It's been a fabulous experience playing it and even just listening to the soundtrack on its own. I've been driving around, you know, and it's just it's it's great to listen to in the car, for sure, especially if you're like not stuck in traffic and you can just fly down the highway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I
1: agree. Please listen to it all the time. Yeah, no, th- thank you very much for that. I'm glad I'm glad that it didn't uh, drive you nuts. But it's uh, because you do when you. When you do finally finish a game, you do have to like leave it for a little bit because you're otherwise you're going to go a little bit nutty. Um, so then, when I did come back to it, probably a month month or two afterwards, and started working on it again, I I can look back on it and and I'm pretty critical of myself, and I I'm I'm really happy how it turned out. I'm re- I'm really excited, and and I've gotten nothing but uh, kind comments, and and that's that's the hard part as a, as an artist as a composer. When you when you hear somebody that they really didn't uh, appreciate what you did, you know it's it's hard to read those comments. And and thankfully there hasn't been uh, uh, too many of those, much more positive than negative. And and I really appreciate it. So to everybody that has reached out to me and and uh, said nice things to about the theme, about the game, anything, thank you. The people of Twitter have not <laughs> turned against me quite yet. So yeah, I really I really appreciate it. And 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 we we love hearing comments about that.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Well, I, it's it's a phenomenal soundtrack, and it just suits the game so well. And it'll be fun to hear the the music for the DLC. Yeah, that, new, new characters. Yeah,
1: say. new characters coming out, and and uh, some. I'm I'm pretty happy with those themes too. So I think you're going to like. Uh, I don't remember what is uh, has been announced, so I won't I, I won't say too much about it. But there's some pretty good uh, characters coming in, and it's going to be uh, you know a lot of fun.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Well, Tim, it's been so much fun to talk with you and I hope we have a chance to do it again sometime. That'd be great.
1: Thanks, Kate. I really appreciate it. Really.